all the good things. We got all the good things. I, I just I love that no one gets left behind and everyone um, is included. Hey, just because I'm in a wheelchair doesn't mean that I can't do this. I'm gonna be creative and I'm gonna find out a way. We all need a little extra help. Yeah. yeah, whether it's emotionally, whether it's spiritually, for some people, it's just physically. He said it was the first time in his life that he didn't feel disabled. And love yourself enough so that you can love your friends enough. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh mic drop. Imagine, it's a dream come true. Yeah, it's a literal it's a dream, dream come, come yep. true. And it's one of those friendships that no matter like how much time passes between us or whether we're living our own lives and then we see each other, it's, it's right away. It's yep. just that bond. And it's amazing. We're back. Yes, we are. It's post-Valentine's Day. Whoop, whoop. Happy after Valentine's Day. We hope you feel loved. Hope you go get all the on-sale chocolate at CVS. Oh, yes. Go stock, <laughs> stock up on the uh, chocolate. And if you didn't feel loved on Valentine's Day, we're telling you that you are loved because we love you. Yes. And if you stock up on that chocolate, you can keep your lava flowing and keep sharing the love for the rest of the year. And also, Share even if we didn't love you, you should love yourself because you're freaking awesome. Yes, you are. Snaps. Snaps to that. You are divine light. You are love, light, you and energy. You are love, light, and you are good. Love. You are things beautiful. We are the world. <laughs> Get your lighters out. We, we are, are the children. children. We, we are, are the ones to make a better day. So oh. let's start. <laughs> we had a good start. Okay, sorry, we'll stop. That was our Valentine's Day serenade. Only coming <laughs> once. <Yeah. laughs> Um, what did you do this past week as May to celebrate yourself? Ooh, all the things. I definitely took a bath with some Epsom salts to relax Yum. all my muscles. And I lit a candle and I turned on Netflix. I just sat in a warm tub of water and chilled out. Mm. Scrumptious. <laughs> also, Scrumptious. <laughs> uh, Kristen's amazing friend Anastasia is really intelligent with astrology and she read my natal chart, which is how the stars were aligned when you're born. And the number 22 is very prevalent in my chart, which is very special apparently because 22 is a master number. So it means that I was oh, yeah. born with extra love and light and I'm really just here to share that with as many people as I can. So that was a really sweet thing to learn about myself. You're here to share the lava. I'm Ooh. here to share the lava through my magma chamber. Ooh. <laughs> and I'm here to make it explode. <laughs> I wish I should get one of these charts so I know what You should. It was super interesting. Really Anastasia coming. Anastasia, I got you. I can hook you guys up. Sweet. Thanks. <laughs> How about you? What did you do this week? Uh, I had chocolate strawberries, which is like one of my favorite Ooh, desserts. Yum. Anything really covered in chocolate is my favorite. So I, I don't why, discriminate. This is why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Ollie and I got to have some one-on-one -on -one time, which I really appreciate. Even though Valentine's Day is like, you know, a special day that happens in the calendar year in February, we like to celebrate Valentine's Day every day, so... It was a little extra, extra <laughs> mushy, nugget of mushy. love. <laughs> so mushy. <laughs> so mush mush. So mush mush. <laughs> I'll save that for you later, babe. <laughs> <laughs>
always listening. He's just like, yes. <laughs> he's not turning us off now. No, he's turning up the volume. He's turning up the volume. He's up turned the volume, on. Up the volume. Oh my God. Yes, yes. Dirty mind. <laughs> we may take that out. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Kristen, how about you? I have two good things. My first good thing is tomorrow starts the tomorrow 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 it's only a day away Uh, tomorrow starts or is the first day of teacher training that i am leading in pasadena and i love this group of humans and i'm excited to guide them on a journey to themselves and also a journey into deeper yoga knowledge i wonder if anyone else will discover that they're lesbian (laughs) <laughs> hey, hey. Or, or that they're gay. We've got some boys in here. We've got some uh, boys. That was just a, a plan for you to go back and listen to episode four if you have not yet. Yes. Yeah. That's Shout not, out to Alyssa. That does not happen every teacher no. training. <laughs> it's a very unique experience that we talked about for one amazing bright human named Alyssa. And we love you, Alyssa. We love you. That's right. My second good thing is also kind of a, a plug and an opportunity for you to go back to episode two to be lava because a few months ago, back in uh, Thanksgiving, me and Esme found, or Esme found these volcano diffusers. <sighs> I manifested them. Mani- we manifested volcano diffusers. It was, it was really more, I feel like you would get 70% of the manifestation. I was just here to support your manifesting. Okay, I think we I was, need to give a little bit more of the story of this background. Uh, anyway, so we found these uh, volcano diffusers. And we said that when we bought them, we were going to buy them for each other for Valentine's Day, but it was so far away. So, <laughs> so we bought them for ourselves. And then for Valentine's Day, we swapped volcano diffusers. That's right. So that was really special. And I really liked it. And... If you want to hear more about why lava and volcanoes are so important to us, go back and listen to episode two, To Be Lava. Okay, really quick background to that. We have a lot of love for volcanoes, and I was talking to Kristen one random day and told her that the perfect gift for her would be a volcano essential oil diffuser. But I looked it up on Amazon, and it didn't exist. If you Google volcano essential oil diffuser, nothing comes up. So I was really sad. I was like, aww. It doesn't exist, but what a great gift that would maybe happen. <laughs> and then fast forward two months, I was in San Diego. I walked into the store called Sage, and they have a, a line of diffusers. And there was this one that was white, and it was in the shape of a triangle with a peak at the top. And I turned to the cashier, and I just go, is that a mountain or a volcano? And she goes, honey, it's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> and I... FaceTime Kristen right away and just shouted into the screen, I found it! It's a volcano! Because you can set this. You can set the top to be red or orange. Yeah. It actually goes through all the colors. It goes through all the colors, but, but when it's red yeah. and orange, it has mad volcano vibes. So I purchased two on the and spot. the fact that they're the diffusing of the oil, the steam, it, it looks, looks like exactly a like a volcano. And it is is my my favorite sleep thing yeah like it's I, amazing. I've never had like a blankie or a teddy bear that I had to have when I go to sleep but now I pretty much have to have my volcano diffuser one more <laughs> mini story before we dive into our real ones <laughs> Kristen was with me on my birthday and we went out and had a fantastic night got super drunk went to this club called the Mayan and we made it home safe and sound after dancing for hours and hours and hours 
and she was not going to leave my house. I was going to set her up on my couch, which transforms into a bed. And she was so whiny. She <laughs> formed a little ball in the corner of my room and oh, just you're, told, you're having it way oh, more dramatic. Absolutely, than I was. <laughs> this is absolutely what happened, girl. And she just goes. Esme, I want to sleep in my own bed. I was like, Kristen, you can't do that. You're going to sleep here. You're not driving home. So I set her up on my couch and she laid down and she just goes, I want the, I want the essential oil diffuser. And I was like, okay, okay, I, I got you. So I set it up and she's cuddled up on my couch and my blankets and pillows. And she just goes, bring it closer to my face. <laughs> I love it how you're also wildly drunk at this point and you're still like taking control and taking care of it. Wait, did I ask for it or did you bring it out here on your own? Oh. I think you mm, brought it I out here. I think I brought it out here on my own. You did. You just knew that that's I what I needed. I just knew. And then, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. But you did tell me to bring it closer to your face because I remember I tried, but the cord was as long as it could go. So I was like, this is as close as it's going to get. And you're like, oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> But then I remember being super, I felt so loved <laughs> and I appreciated you so much. Uh, it was, it was, uh, it was okay. very sweet. Thank too, you for taking too many me. stories. Yeah, too many stories. <laughs> Who's starting us with the real stories? I am. That's why. Okay. 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 My story is about a gentleman from Chicago, Illinois. Not a child, not a boy, not a man. A gentleman. A, a gentleman. This gentleman's name is Kevin Chandler. And he has had muscle atrophy basically his whole life, which means that he's been in a wheelchair for most of his life. And one of his dreams has always been to travel the world. What it also means is that your muscles degrade. Oh, so yes. rather than your muscles building strength and getting more swole, they actually minimize mm -hmm. and, and disappear. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you for that explanation. Not everyone knows what atrophy means. Thank you. <laughs> okay, you're welcome. Okay. And for the longest time, he thought that this wasn't possible because how is he going to travel the world in a wheelchair? And I mean travel the world like like hiking to tall peaks and going into places that usually aren't wheelchair accessible. Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro. Machu Picchu. <laughs> <laughs> just randomly thought, Whitney. <laughs> just mountains. Everest. And so his group of friends... Are, are awesome because they were always would be adamant that Kevin doesn't get left behind. One summer, they decided that they wanted to backpack Europe. And so they got together and they formulated a plan like, hey, how can we get Chandler on the ship? Chandler was his nickname, they called him Chandler. And they just took a baby backpack carrier and they made modifications to it so that Kevin could ride in the backpack carrier on their back as they backpacked Europe. So they literally oh made gosh. Kevin into yes. their backpack. Yes. So oh, wow. brilliant. Amazing friends. Yes, amazing friends. Once they got to the last airport, they're like, check the wheelchair and they're like, we got this. All for one, one for all. And for the first time in Kevin's life, he was the tallest person of his friend group. Aww. And he got to be the tallest for three weeks. Okay, first of all, Hiking for three weeks is hard. Yeah, but with then, a human then hiking with a backpack, just with the equipment you need, like water, food, tents, utensils, emergency equipment, is even harder. But then you replace all that with a human. Oh my goodness! 
snaps to these friends. Yes. Snaps to these friends. And I'm pretty sure what they did was they, it doesn't say specifically in the story that I've read, but I think that they would take turns and some of them would carry, whoever was carrying Kevin would then give the things that they needed for themselves and their other friends would put it in their backpacks, Aww. you know, to, to share the weight. But they, they did stuff like climb the cliffs in Ireland, walk down the, the narrow and windy cobblestone streets of Paris, and uh, walk across the English countryside. And after this story, it, it got out, word got around. And so it created this renaissance of people who were disabled and had to be in wheelchairs of being creative and finding new ways to make these things accessible to them. And so not only is his story inspiring, but because it's so inspiring, it inspired everyone else to take the, the next step up and be like, hey, just because I'm in a wheelchair doesn't mean that I can't do this. I'm gonna be creative and I'm gonna find out a way. And even further than that, they took it to the next step and they teamed up with a German backpacking company to make actual models for oh, people wow. who are disabled. So, yes. so wow. you can go and you can buy a backpack for a loved one or a friend or whoever, and you can carry them around and give them a piggyback ride. And you can take them to all these beautiful places in the world that they wouldn't get to Props see. Props to this company also for yeah. hopping on board and actually making a product that they can spend more time and money in manufacturing so that, you know, you can properly distribute the weight so it doesn't hurt the person carrying them. And then they're making it so accessible for all the disabled people in the world to visit these beautiful places and to do things that they might not have had the opportunity to do otherwise. Incredible. Yep, yep, yep. It's so easy to make the choice to exclude someone that can't participate in an activity just because it's easier for you. I think it's so amazing that these people decided to put a little bit of extra time, a little bit of extra effort, and just a little bit of extra love to make that happen for him. Because seeing those places, going on a three-week backpacking trip is so life-changing and gorgeous and just probably the highlight of that year, that or decade. Or Kevin's life. Of if, his yeah. life. If it's been his dream to travel the world... And then imagine, it's a dream come true. It's yeah, a literal it's a dream, dream come, come yep. true. Dream come true. It's also proof of, you know, people can speak a lot of words, but actions speak louder. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine the feeling like if you were Kevin and your friends I, I came up with that idea? I wouldn't know what to do oh, with myself. I feel like there's hot chocolate in my veins. Right now, I feel so warm. And oh my good. god, I love that! <laughs> I've got some hot chocolate with a few marshmallows. Hot chocolate, just yeah, it's around just my heart. My heart like, is marshmallows. It's not just my heart. My blood is hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my just my Everything. Another thing that spoke out to me about this story is you know what it reminds me of? Hmm. Ohana. Oh, oh, Ohana, Ohana means family, and family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. Uh-huh. Absolutely, oh, and it's that's such it's such a powerful thing to do and to create within your community of radical inclusion. Shout back to episode one of no, I, me, my. It's all we. And I, I just, I love that no one gets left behind and everyone 
um, is included. I have a, a slight tangent of a sad story I want to share. And I want to share it because when you go in the opposite direction and feel the heaviness of those emotions, it extra highlights how much of a good feeling that this created for Chandler. So my friend Courtney has a disease called charcot marie tooth that is also detrimental to the ability of her muscles to function. And when she was younger, she had to be in a wheelchair. And she told me about this one moment when she was with her friends and they were pushing her in a wheelchair and they just like got bored with it and left her and left her sitting in a wheelchair and like went to go do other things. And it was just super devastating for her for her to have oh, poor thing. all her yeah. friends ditch her and then to be to be stuck in this wheelchair, not able to keep up with her friends and then to have those humans actively decide to leave her behind. And that is really sad and really heavy. Yeah, but really if heavy. you can take that feeling and multiply it in the opposite direction to have friends be adamant that they're not going to leave you behind and then adamant not even just about a time when you're hanging out, but to go on a backpacking trip for three months, like three weeks. Oh, three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, okay. Still, still, still three weeks. Like it's that heavy feeling flipped in a positive direction, multiplied 20 fold. So that's absolutely incredible. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. It's monumental. 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 <sighs> Another thing that stood out to me is, uh, one thing that Kevin said after the trip happened is he said it was the first time in his life that he didn't feel disabled. Mm. Oh my I God. Know. I know. I know. Okay. Hot pause while I go cry my I eyes out. I, um, I just got to release some of this chocolate. I know. Some this hot chocolate. The hot chocolate's flowing. Uh, this amazing. is a really special story to me. Um, my family and my mom in particular, put me into a preschool called Fraser, which is a preschool for children with special needs, but they integrate it with people who of all abilities. So I grew up in preschool next to people with autism, next to people in wheelchairs, and it was a really transformative experience to have at such a young age to recognize that they're human. They're not different in any way, shape, or form. They are also full of love and light. They are more than capable. My friend Courtney is a badass bitch. She's worked in labs in Utah and at Los Alamos laboratories. She's done labs and studies in Berkeley. She's a genius and incredibly kind and I'm so inspired by her all the time. And Ugh, this just mm, yeah. makes me feel so good. I know, it's because so good. they saw past his disability and past his muscle atrophy, and they saw into Chandler, and they saw into their friend, and they just saw a human who needs a little bit of extra help in certain areas. We all need a little extra help. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's emotionally, whether it's spiritually, for some people, it's just physically. Much like, vinyasa. Mm. Well, mm. Even even my friend Elaine, which is my story, um, she was born with this genetic mutation called lysinuric protein intolerance. And she is allergic to the actual amino acids found in protein. So she cannot have dairy, meat, nuts, tofu, seeds, like any of that. She can't even have like 
as we quote unquote call like the vegetarian options because she's allergic to those beans and things as well. Mm-hmm. We met, I'm from Nashville, as you guys know, and we met in Nashville at like two years old and we were both in the same preschool. I noticed her first because she's getting picked on and we were both the only two that had like Asian moms. So obviously I felt very connected and drawn to her as a two year old, just like, hey, like, why are they being mean? And also, hey, like, I can also speak some Chinese to you if I need to. Actually, that's a lie. I cannot speak speak any Chinese at that moment. But I have a mom who can, and I wanted to know that she wasn't alone here in, you know, in the Midwest. And we quickly became very Did you say Midwest? Yeah. Is Nashville Midwest? Nashville's considered Midwest. I totally consider it the South. South. Yeah. I think it is really, <laughs> but okay. Some you are you are from rewind. Nashville, so you get to tell us how yeah. Nashvilleians <laughs> define themselves. I think Nashville does consider them the South. It's just I, my dad's from Ohio, which is the Midwest. And yeah, I have Ohio more, is for sure. I have Midwest. more Midwest like quality. Uh, don't you know, eh? Yeah, you know, eh? Okay, I've never thought of tell Ohio. Tell me about that a little more, Midwest. eh? Let me let me rewind. I think Oklahoma Midwest. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, keep telling your story. Okay. Anyway, anyway, I'm from Nashville, which is actually the South, and <laughs> it's at the time when I was growing up there, there wasn't very many, you know, other cultures. Um, so having another Chinese friend as a preschooler was very rare. Um, and we quickly became really great friends. We became best friends. At the time, I had no idea what she was going through. Like, I had no idea of her intolerance. And that didn't matter to me. We were still great friends. However, I always noticed she was, like, super flexible. And she always sat in what we call yoga fixed firm. Mm. And that is still something I carry with me today is that because she would sit like that, like, I wanted to sit like that instead of crisscross applesauce. Is that and, when your knees are touching and your feet are out and yeah. your butt's on the ground? Yeah. And it's it's actually painful now when I try to do it sometimes here. Well, actually, it's not that bad. But it is painful for people who don't do that in their everyday life. Um, but the crazy thing that happened was, you know, Elaine faced so many struggles growing up because she was very strict on what she was allowed to be fed. She couldn't, like share snacks with friends she always has to drink this protein formula which is a powder that she has to drink like three or four times a day and she has to travel with it it's expensive what can she eat she can eat fat she i've she's chocolate she can't have chocolate (gasps) um she can she can't have cheese she can't have ice cream no ice cream she can't have beans tofu no meat nothing like that and no nuts, no peanut butter. Okay, butters. again, but what can she eat? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the real question. Yeah. Um, what can, she can she can have um, vegetables. She can have rice. She can have noodles. She can suck, like, the fat off, like, salmon or the skin or she, off orange chicken. She can suck the sauce. Kristen. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's funny. No, is it not? <laughs> Oh, oh boy. I mean, so she can suck the... Uh, the, the only the orange chicken part, not the part where she's sucking off all the food. Oh, okay. No. Did you, did you just say sucking off all the food? <laughs> <laughs> I think what's funny is just the fact that you're using the word suck. 
Yeah. Because um, you could use the word. Well, I was just imagining. She can yeah. eat the fat or she could separate yeah. the sauce from yeah. the chicken. Or oh. she can, well, know. I'm like literally remembering like because I've yeah. eaten next to her so many times is she literally like I'll order orange chicken for her and she'll be like, Melissa, can you order some orange chicken? I'm like, yeah, sure. And she can take like all the fried crumbs and sauce around it and she yeah. just has to spit back out the meat, you know? She's figured out what she can and cannot do and how to get around it. So she still is able to enjoy her life. Yes. And what's crazy is, is she's had this like since birth and it makes her laugh when people have all these like restrictions of I'm gluten free. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, bitches, you don't even know. She's like, I can't have dairy. And when you ask her to this day, she doesn't even say like what she has. Like she doesn't identify with it. She's, um, she'll just be like, yeah, like, I just can't eat those things. And she doesn't say why. She doesn't say, like, oh, I'm vegan or I'm a carnivore. Like, it's not labeling herself, which I think is really beautiful because she's open to what she can have and she's very, like, appreciative of all that she can have. Way to be woke. Way to be woo. Yeah, way to be woo. (laughs) you You don't identify yourself with a physical attribute like that. That's not who you are. Um, and that's not even, like, the whole point of my story is not just about her and, and her ability to cope with her intolerance, but we were best friends. We did everything together, camping trips. We were in dance class together. We spent every day at each other's house doing work, mostly her doing work and studying and me just, like, being a goofball. And I still remember, like, being at her parents' house and when her dad would come over from China, we'd flip the mattress against the wall and, like, climb up it and slide down. And those are all vividly in my head. And when we got to seven years old, which is still very early on in our childhood, um, her family let us know that they were going back to China. And Elaine was obviously going with them, and they wanted her to learn Chinese and also be able to communicate with her grandma over there. And also her mom ended up future on, became the Asian Dr. Phil of Asia. She is a psychologist and does really well. But the crazy part is all of a sudden, like at seven years old, our communication, our friendship, it felt like it was lost. It was before phones were available. It was before I knew, like, it's not very easy. Yeah. Before cell phones. (laughs) Before mobile devices. Before FaceTime. (laughs) And mobile. Mobile. (laughs) And you you don't want to get me on my mobile. Don't call me on my mobile. (laughs) I mean, not only is it hard to just send a letter sometimes across the state, but as seven-year-olds, I mean, it's even harder can to send a letter write? to China. Can you Legend. even write a great like update of my life over a letter? No. So I was very heartbroken, um, and it's crazy because I still vividly rem- imagine and remember all of our childhood memories together, like everything. I can still picture perfectly. And eventually I moved away from Tennessee. I moved to California. Um, and I'd always ask my mom, like, on random moments or if I'd see, like, girls playing um, all the way up through, like, middle school, high school. And I was like, I wonder where Elaine is. Like, I wonder if she ever remembers me. Elaine? 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 <laughs> yeah, and my mom will even tell you this, that I would always just be like, I wonder what she's up to. Do you think she remembers me? Like, do you think she knows who I am? What would happen if we ever saw each other again? I was like, she's all the way in China. Like, when am I ever going to go there, you know? And uh, when I turned 16, I got the opportunity, thanks to my singing, uh, to go sing in China. And Star Avenue! <laughs> Star Avenue! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and 
I I had to learn Chinese to go over there. And so finally, you know, I'm starting to learn some words to communicate. And my mom was able to find her mom and reach out to her. And on my first TV episode that I was recording in China, when I looked out in the audience and I rose up out of the stage, I saw Elaine and her parents in the front row. It's like a movie. It's like a movie. And they were sitting in there. And as soon as I like, and I got to rise up out of the stage. And as soon as I like made eye contact, I, I had to take a step back. I, was, I know, like, I'm about to fall off. Okay, um, that's partially awesome and partially super <laughs> shitty. I know. It's like, you know, we're going to give you a warning. Right? Like, they're, you're there to compete on a yeah, show. I and you got, you got to be on your A game. And all of a sudden, that your best friend from your childhood is there, like there. And, like, you're caught off guard. And you're, I was so oh, caught off guard. But in a way, I think I just quickly channeled the dopamine and the endorphins and it helped me uh, and just give a full Your adrenaline. I was like, I'm going to do this. I got to do it good. They're Elaine's watching here. me. I got Elaine's it. here. <laughs> She's got to remember me. <laughs> and at first, when I first saw her, like, a, I had a brief wave of panic. Oh, shoot. Like, maybe she doesn't remember me. What if she's just, like, seeing me and, like, am I seeing her? You like, definitely if I weren't forgotten. Yeah. And, Absolutely And not. then I, like, looked at her, made eye contact, and I smiled, and she waved at me like this. <gasps> Like waving her hand, and her and her mom was also like, because her mom knew me as like two years old, you know. Um, so she still sees me like as little diaper Melissa, and uh, and not little baby Melissa, no, diaper not Melissa. young Melissa, no diaper, diaper Melissa, Duffy Melissa, Duffy. <laughs> and after the show, I got to finally go hug them and like reconnect and. It was amazing talking to them because it felt like we had never been separated. And mind you, this was like 10 years later. And that's not huge when you think about it at like our age now. But for a seven-year-old, seven you know, like in your early childhood, you're, you missed a lot of pivotal moments. You know, that's a time and age where you could easily, you know, forget or move on or continue on with what's coming in the future. And the fact that we still were able to have that bond, that connection was amazing and we're still great friends to this day she actually ended up moving to america for college and she went to boston and we still facetime she loves bts and she came out to california we went to a bts concert together and it's just one of those is that that k-pop band yeah okay it's that k-pop yeah (laughs) they're great and it's one of those friendships that no matter like how much time passes between us or whether we're living our own lives and then we see each other it's it's right away it's yep. just that bond and it's, the best. it's amazing that's a beautiful story thank that's you for so sharing beautiful. that thank you i love it so much it, it's, it's <sighs> amazing moments amazing people amazing moments awesome my story is also about friends and possibly the greatest friendship of all time <gasps> the friendship of mickey mouse and minnie mouse <laughs> We all know that's more than a friendship. They are they a couple. Are they are designed. a hardcore couple. They're soulmates. Yes. So fun. Basically, this is like all fun facts about about Mickey Mouse and how iconic he is as a cartoon character. He has been around. Does anyone know what year he's been around from? Any guesses? Nineteen. 
47. Earlier. 1918. Oh. Later. 1927. I feel like there's a Close. 1928. Oh, that's yeah. close. Oh, my jeez. Which is almost. Steamboat Willie. Was yeah. it the first cartoon Almost character? 90 years ago. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Steamboat yeah. Willie. 1928. He was the first cartoon character. It is character. 90 years. Yeah, It'll right? be. Mm-hmm. It's over 90 years, and it'll be 100 years in eight years. 92 years. <gasps> Yeah, math. Really fun. <laughs> uh, but Mickey Mouse was also so iconic as a cartoon character that he was the first animated being to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So well deserved, Mickey. Mickey. Yeah, Mickey Mouse, you're a beast, a legend, a legend. A He's legend. not a beast. He's a little mouse. That's like the opposite of a beast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Walt Disney was actually the very first voice of Mickey Mouse. So he brought that. that character to life on his own. Hey, Mickey. Just super beautiful. Hey, Mickey, you're so fun. You're so fun. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Hey, 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 hey Mickey. Mickey. Hey, hey. Awesome. <laughs> After Walt Disney did the voice, another actor, voice actor named Jimmy McDonald took over the voice of Mickey Mouse. And after that, it was someone named Wayne Alwine or Alwyn. And that is who I'm going to be focusing on today. He currently is the longest ever running voice of Mickey Mouse. So he was Mickey for 32 years of his life, which is it's like a, a decade older than I am. And he was Mickey from 1977 to 2009 and was the third, third official voice of Mickey Whoa. Mouse. Yeah. Oh my God. That's a long time. So it's all of our childhoods right there. That's a my whole life. Time. Well... One yeah, year, one year less. Than yeah, my whoa. He was Mickey Mouse for that long, and he actually got his start working in the mailroom at Disney. So he worked as like a mail sorter, you know, just kind of a, a job that you would not think could rise to be Mickey Mouse, but he got the opportunity to audition and literally one of the most famous characters of all time <laughs> didn't didn't really prep for it just recalled mickey's voice from memory as best he could and and crushed it so that's a really cool story way in to kill itself. it wayne i know well, well done yeah, right? prep and he's like here we go <laughs> you just casually go straight <laughs> yeah. from post office to mickey mouse yeah. <laughs> like no in between most famous cartoon no ever. in between <laughs> steps um, there was another voice actor named Rusi Taylor, who was the voice of Minnie Mouse for 33 years. So oh. she got one year more than he did. Now that's how long I've been alive. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she is also the longest running voice of Minnie Mouse ever. And she was Minnie Mouse from 1986 to 2019. And she only stopped being Minnie Mouse because she passed away. Was born. Really? Yeah. Oh. So, the beautiful thing... She only thing, stopped because why? She passed away. She passed, she passed away. away. Mm-hmm. Oh. Rest in peace, Minnie Mouse. We love you. Rusi Taylor. Rusi Taylor. The most beautiful part about this story, though, is that the voice actors, Wayne and Rusi, ended up getting married to each other oh in 1991. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Oh, my God. Happy Valentine's Day. So, 
the actual voice actor is behind two of the most iconic character couples of all times. We're actually married to each other. Wow. That's mm-hmm. special. And they were both like in their role for the longest amount of time. Like a voiceover actor was in those roles previous to them. And not only did they have those incredible feats on their own, but then the fact that they became a power duo in real life and have love for each other and that the voices behind Mickey and Minnie when they're saying, like, I love you, Minnie, is, yeah. it's real. It, it's so <laughs> good. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I can't get over how cute this is. Can you just imagine, like, giving your significant other oh my gosh. Valentine's Day presents and just presents in general or being with them and Mickey and Minnie Mouse? <laughs> you know, it must be so cool to watch them together, like, if they're watching any Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse cartoon... And they're just sitting at home, like, cuddling on the couch, and they're watching their voices, like, play this couple. They did a lot of radio interviews as well, where they would be in character through the interview. Aww. Anyway, so they kept it low-key for a little while, and Rusi said that everyone thought it was sweet that we were together, though we kept it quiet for a while. We kept hearing how cute it was that Mickey and Minnie married, Yet we didn't want it to be about the characters. It was about Wayne and Rusi. So when you remember that, mm. think a little bit less about Mickey and Minnie and a little bit more about the real-life romance behind there. And they stayed married until they both passed away. So they were like really until death do us part. Uh, strong marriage. Mickey and Minnie forever. No, Wayne and Rusi forever. Wayne and Rusi <laughs> forever. And Mickey and Minnie. And we Mickey and Minnie both. They were honored with the title of Disney Legends in 2008, which is a very, very, very special title that can be bestowed upon somebody in the Disney universe. So they are, they are legends. I want to be a Disney legend. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. And that's, that's my beautiful. story. I love that. That's so perfect. I can't get over how perfect that is. That's great. There's just so much love you can't to make be that shared. Up. You can't make that up. Whether it's to a friend, to your partner, to yourself. To your dog. Love is all around us. Yes. To your bearded dragon. To your bearded dragon. Love you, Max. Maxie. Love yourself. Love your friends enough to be innovative and include them. Love your friends enough to stay in contact after years and years and years. Love Love your your friends friends enough to carry them around Europe. Exactly. And love yourself enough so that you can love your friends enough. Yeah. Ooh, 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 mic drop. Also, if you want to uh, donate or find more about Kevin and the backpacks that they're building, you can go to wecarrykevin.com. And if you're interested in sharing some stories with us, please find us at www.allthegoodthingspodcast.com. Share us with your friends and family. Share the love. And share us an Apple review if you do feel so called to. (laughs) Have a great day, buddy. We love you. We love you so much. All the good things. We got all the good things. A story to uplift and moments of bliss To remind us all that life is a gift And because we truly care All the good things we share All the good things